Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Ready, folks, for another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And tell them what we got for them today. The 1983 classic, Flick of the Switch by ACDC. And I know this is one of Travis's favorite albums. I'm just going to throw it on the record, folks. I really was not that jazzed at first mm-hmm. to do this one. But uh, we'll get into that a little later in the show. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. This is my favorite Brian Johnson ACDC album. Uh, is it? Uh, we'll get to it. Right. We'll get to it. Right. Um, well, you wanted swag beer. You brought you brought the dingling... <laughs> Pilsner. Golden Pilsner <laughs> the one time. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty awful. Um, I was out at the locally... Or, I'm sorry, the local grocer <laughs> and... Uh, I found some swag for this week. Nice. If, if you want, go ahead and get, right, I'll check it out. get into the cooler and uh, <laughs> go ahead and grab two because I don't have anything right now. So, <laughs> this is swag at its finest, folks. Go ahead and tell them what we got, Trav. Mickey's Wide Mouth. It's been a while. The fine malt liquor, folks. The Mickey's Big Mouth. I like it. Um, I don't ever recall drinking this, so this is going to be a, a new one for me. And yes, yes you're not going to hear our typical can <laughs> deal. What in the hell is on the inside of the label? Wow. It, Mickey's just keeps on giving, but I do not remember ever drinking this, so I'm going to try it. I spent some time with it. Okay. Well, hopefully it's good. Let's <laughs> Cheers. see. There we go. Is that bad? Honestly, it's what I probably thought mm-hmm. would happen. Um, I figured because it's going to be kind of similar to Heineken, I'm going to like it. Yeah. And I told uh, Keila, you know, my wife, your sister, mm-hmm. um, I said, I'm probably going to like it. And honestly, it's really not that fucking bad, man. No, it's not too bad. Plus, the bottles are awesome. The bottles are cool. Um, the packaging, you know, for the six pack is pretty awesome. Yep. Um, honestly, I don't know why everybody gives it a bad rap. It's really not that bad. You know who loves this? Our future guest, Big J. Uh, Big J loves Mickey's? He does. Okay, so folks, we may have to have Mickey's on twice. <laughs> but then again, Big J might bring us some surprises. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I'm going to give it a solid four, man. It's, it's really not bad. I'll give it a four out of five. Um, you know? There's a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in there. We well, used to drink this back in the day. And it was like five eighty nine out the door for a six. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't hate it. I mean, I like it. I'd prefer this over a 40 King Cobra any day. And honestly, I think that's what you thought I was going to get, that or Steel Reserve. Yeah. Um, no, I wanted the Mickeys. So Yeah, just so everybody knows, we've got a cooler here in our studio, in the studio, in quotes. And uh, I don't know what's in the cooler until I open it up, so it's a surprise for me, too. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, I like it. I, I would drink it. Yeah. Um, I like it. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> All right, folks, run out to your local grocery retailer and pick up a six pack of Mickey's Big Mouths. Excellent. Yeah, way better than that Yingling. I will say this. Yeah, Yingling Pilsner was just really bland. Nah, these are bad. These ain't bad, man. I like them. All right, you want to get into this record? I'm sorry, I can't put this Mickey's down. <laughs> it's actually, it's good. I mm-hmm. like it. I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, not bad. So, all right, folks. I found something new this week <laughs> alongside of this ACDC Flick of the Switch album. Because I had never really heard it in its entirety. So you never sat down and listened to the whole thing? No. And uh, I, I never had it on cassette. Uh, I mean, I, I just remember. About the only song I remember off of it was Flick of the Switch. Yeah, I've always said that this is like the forgotten ACDC record. And, and I can see that. Because, um, you know, it was just coming off of you had... Let There Be Rock, Highway to Hell, Back in Black, For Those About to Rock. Like, that's four killer albums in a row that were really commercially popular. Yeah. And then this took a dive. And, um, you know, this is on an OG pressing. Yep. Um, this was Travis's that he had. Um, I thought it was a great sounding copy. It is. Um, you know, it was released August 15th, 1983. That's right. And so let's get into it and... Right. Uh, let's go about the album cover and the artwork. What do you give it? So I, I love this cover because it's super simple, right? It's just like the black and white pencil uh, drawing of Angus hanging on that switch. Um, I give it a four out of five. Okay. At first, I was going to give it a two because at first look, it was a solid two for me because honestly, they do. ACDC is one of those bands that always pretty much had real cool album covers to me. Yeah. And at first, I gave it a two. Um, and then today is actually the first day that I've ever heard it on vinyl. And when I was pulling it out, I noticed that the cover was embossed. So I gave it a three yep. because of that. Because other than that, it's to me, it's just kind of pretty blah, you know, looking like a pencil sketch. And it's kind of boring in my taste, kind of like for it, those about the rock was. It totally is, but I think they did it on purpose, I'm guessing. Like, this is like a more stripped-down sounding record. They produced it themselves, uh, a little bit more raw, and I think that the cover goes perfectly with it. Yeah, and then I know they were uh, trying to kind of go plain Jane, kind of like the Back in Black cover. Yeah, um, and, you know, for those about the rock, it's pretty plain, too. But, yeah, I mean, I'm give it a, I give it a three. I yeah. mean... Like I said, they, all their other ones just kind of pop a w- lot more for me. But I mean, three makes sense. I gave it a four just because I love this record and, so much. And then I figured you for a four. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, if it wasn't embossed, I, I would have still probably stuck with my two. That's fair. But right, I, you want to get into the yeah, let's strong tracks? Strong tracks overall. You go first. Okay. I'm going to give the those. I'm going to give it a three. And that's because, you know. We got to get rid of one. So I'm going to go three on that. Um, you know, Rising Power, This House is on Fire, Flick of the Switch, Nervous Shakedown, Guns for Hire. To me, those are all strong tracks off yeah. of this. And there are, you know, of course, I, I think there's another one that's hiding in there. I'm going to leave that for my deep cut. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to go with on that. I'm going to give it a three. I give it a three because... This record, I think side A is the best side of any Brian Johnson record. Uh, I'm going to fight you on that. Right. Because. Uh, but the flip side is that side B uh, is not great and it has maybe the worst Brian Johnson song on it. Yeah. 
And remind me when we get into it a little deeper to go back to that because mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away right now. Right. But we got to go back to that. And, okay. and I'm going to throw out my two that I would get rid of off of side one and throw two off of there from side two. That makes sense. Although I know you're going to you're going right. to fight me on it. But hey, we got Mickey's big mouth in the house. That's oh, right. You know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to say hello to the smoking computer over there in the corner. That's throwing off some sparks right now. <laughs> that son of a bitch. He never lets up, folks. Smoking computer, <laughs> what's up? All right. Well, it's a good thing we've got the uh, fire extinguisher handy. And if nothing else, I don't know. I wouldn't throw no Mickey's on it. I just let the son of a bitch burn. Yeah. Maybe Apple will send us a new iMac or something. Yeah, it'll be all right. <laughs> um. All right. Let's go. Uh, this should be a good one. What's your favorite track? Uh, at first, I thought that was an easy pick, as because I listened to uh, I, I listened to it twice this morning. Um, because, like I said, when I listened to it before, it's either you know pretty much been off Amazon or or Pandora or something like that. And honestly, it doesn't do the vinyl justice. The vinyl is what made me like it. Yeah, when you I, know, it's like well, we were listening to Highway to Hell a, a couple of weeks ago over here, and we listened to it on Amazon Music, and then we listened to your OG copy, and we talked about how much just wider and bigger it sounds. And this was the same way to me. Yeah. Um, but my favorite track, I'm gonna give it a four. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Flick of the Switch. Um, I love the tempo of it. I like the raw sound, and it, it, it's you know pretty dry. Yeah. But the guitars to me are they're so in your face. It's got, you know, simple filled drums. It, it's a solid rocker. And uh, Keela, she said, you know, my wife, your sister, <laughs> uh, she said it sounds like Have a Drink on Me because Back in Black is her favorite album. Right. So she heard similarities in that. Uh, th- th- that's a great song. Um, Flick of the Switch is, is great. Uh, my favorite track is the album opener, Rising Power. I give it a four out of five. Like I love. I think that's a perfect way to open a record. It's it's rocking. You know, it's great. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, but to me, a lot of the ACDC albums, like especially through the '80s, it seemed like to me the best songs were usually the title tracks or you know something real close to that. Yeah this this period here, um, you know, for those about to rock, flick of the switch, fly on the wall. It's weird because the and who made who you can count that song too. Uh, the best songs on the record were fantastic, but they weren't solid records all the way through. No, and I mean honestly, oh, um, you got Malcolm and Phil both with substance abuse problems during this record. Yeah. I mean this was Phil's last record until what Ball Breaker? Uh, yeah, ninety five Ball Breaker. So. Yeah. And this is also that uh, those two got in fist fights yeah. during this time. Malcolm like just went yeah. up and just punched him. He laid him out right yeah. at a show. Yeah, so uh, you know, so they was going through quite a bit of shit when they recorded it. Plus, you know, they decided they were going to produce it on their own. And uh, do you know? Uh, so when they got rid of Phil, so they they fired him after he'd finished his drum tracks, but they weren't done with the record. And then when they brought in, everybody knows Simon Wright, he was in all the videos and played on the tour. And he went on to play in Dio, right? Yeah, that's okay. right. But do you know how many drummers they auditioned? Yeah, it was like 700. Is that crazy? Yeah. I figure, like in bands like this, I figure they'd know a guy, right? Well, I mean, you got like Simon Kirk, you know, he was in Free and Bad Company yeah. auditioned for it. I mean, you know, names like that. Yeah. And, you know... Honestly, I'm a big fan of the Simon Wright 
Drummond. I, I mean, I love it too. I, I prefer Simon Wright to uh, Chris Slade. Uh, I I agree with that, but yeah. poor Chris, man. They, I know he's, he's they a, did him dirty, dude. Yeah, and he, he's great too. But uh, if I had to make a ACDC drummer hierarchy, Phil, Simon, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, and honestly, I think um, Simon's contributions shine more into the Fly on the Wall album and the Who Made Who. You know, just the. What they have like two new tracks on that one. Yeah. Everything else was kind of like, yeah, it's a like a greatest, greatest hits. hits. But um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean, you know, not hateful. Um, yeah, I do like Simon. Right, I was just watching. So after I I did all the the notes, listened to the, the vinyl, and then I went on YouTube and watched the videos from the record, and they're all super raw too. It's just in playing. But then I got into a YouTube K hole and ended up watching all the fly on the wall videos with Simon <laughs> and stuff. Those videos are awesome. I know. Uh, the Sink the Pink is especially 80s awesome. I mean, but the fly on the wall with the cartoony fly. Well, I forgot that all I three mean, of those videos were connected. Sink the Pink, Shake Your Foundation, the fly on the wall. It was like a story because I hadn't seen them all back to back to back forever. It, yeah, and they recorded them all like in the same yeah. day or at the same yeah. place, it looked like. And they did the same thing with Flick of the Switch with the, their singles. They had rented an air, airplane hangar and they just recorded three live shots. The videos are awesome. They're just stripped down and playing. Yeah. But I mean, it's ACDC. If, yeah. if there's a band that's going to do that, it, it's definitely them. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so you got your favorite track in there. I got mine. Uh, what about the one to avoid? This is always fun. This might be my favorite one that we do every week. Um, so I might be breaking the rules here, but I actually picked two. Utah, give me two. I'll give you two because I was leaning that way, but I stuck to one. Um, I'd be surprised if we don't have the same two songs or at least one, but the last song on both sides, I think are pretty horrible. Landslide and brain shake. Yep. Um, I was going to go landslide for sure until I heard brain shake. Yeah. Cause I, I picked brain shake also. I, I gave it a one. Yeah. The only great part of it was Angus and Malcolm's guitars. Yeah. Everything else about it was boring. Um, they're, um, they're throwaway songs. Like you and I have talked before how if, they took the best songs off Flick of the Switch, Fly on the Wall, and the song Who Made Who, and that was the record for that era? It'd be an awesome record. Yeah, it'd be one of the to best. To me, it would go right up there with Back in Black and, you know, Highway to Hell. Yeah. But I didn't pick Landslide, per se, because I just wanted to really stick to one. So I did pick Brain Shake, but... Um, if I had to pick one of the two, I'd, I'd go with Brain Shake. Cause it but was, I just think they're both really bad songs. I just thought it was shit. And yeah. it honestly, it didn't even belong in the album. That sounds like filler. Like They were like, we need one more song on here. And then, uh, you know, going back to, you know, well, no, I can't get into that yet. I, I'm going to wait until we get our deep cuts. And then we'll go back to the ones that I think would have made the perfect side one. Yeah. Oh, so without further ado, let's get into those deep cuts. Deep cuts. All right, what do you got? Okay, I, I I went I got two on here. Sure, but I I was always feeling Guns for Hire. Um, it to me it's got that little bit of that fly on the wall sound. Yeah, it totally. That's going to come through on that. And uh, my most notable pick was Badlands. Um, Angus played slide guitar. On I know, that. right? Angus never played slide on anything. Yeah, it's cool. And you know, it, I just think it's great. And I wonder where Tom Kiefer and Cinderella got inspiration for Bad Seamstress Blues. Right. Because when I was listening to it, I was like, dude, this sounds familiar. And then I was like, that's it. And then 
then I re-listened to it again, and then I was like, I hear a little bit of uh, Led Zeppelin, The Rover, mm-hmm. off of Physical Graffiti. Yeah. I hear I hear some of that, so it's like, you know, and you know, I'm sure Angus was a fan of Jimmy Page. Oh yeah, I mean, so it, it's just funny how everybody influences everybody, but yet all the songs sound different, but they kind of have similar, you know, similarities. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun. Like when you were a kid getting into bands, right? Then you would want to find out who those bands listen to and then go listen to them, right? So oh, you yeah. sort of backtrack. That, oh, that's yeah, part of definitely. The fun. Um, so this is interesting. So usually for deep cuts, you and I don't pick singles, right? But this, you know, this album was so uh, underappreciated that that rule sort of went out the window because my deep cut was also a single. I picked Nervous Shakedown. I like it, but to me, Guns for Hire, it kind of reminded me of, uh, shit, what was that Schwarzenegger movie, Big Big Guns was the song for it? Uh, uh, was like, that Last Action Hero? Yeah. yeah. It it kind of reminded me of, they kind of went back to Guns for Hire a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of played off of that when they made that song, which I thought that was a great song in itself. Yeah, no, it, it's a great song. I picked Nervous Shakedown because... you. My one of my favorite things about ACDC, especially the Bon Scott years, are the 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 backing vocals, the gang vocals, right? Yeah. And Nervous Shakedown has that, you know, in the chorus, like it's pretty great. But yeah, I gave Guns for Hire a four. I mean, I um, liked it. Yeah, I I gave uh, Nervous Shakedown a four. And like I said, I'm gonna give Badlands that honorable mention in there because honestly, Angus playing slide, it, it's like it really never happens. And yeah, it's, it's to me, cool. it kind of. It kind of showed more of like Angus's roots because I know he's a huge Chuck Berry fan. Yeah. And so you kind of get to see a different side of Angus when he was playing the slide. And I mean, I loved it. Yeah, it's a good song. So you want to get into the production or? Yep. This will be interesting. Here. I'm telling you what, I'm about to have to have another one of those Mickey's. <laughs> so I'm bow out and get me one. Did you spill that or what? No. I'm enjoying every sip of it. Dude, I've been like chugging this thing. I don't know what the alcohol content is, but I might be tore up from the floor up here in a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, all right, so I'll start while you're getting your uh, your Mickeys there. So production, uh, overall sound, uh, radio, I'm going to give it a four out of five because you know this. I, I love this era of ACDC, right? So this, Fly on the Wall, Who Made Who, the guitars are a little more overdriven. It's a little more stripped down sounding. Um I absolutely love it. Plus, for you know, overall sound rating, this the older pressings of these ACDC records just sound really, really good. And th- to be fair, the reissues do too. They're on 180 gram. You know, they sound really good. But if you listen to them back to back, the OG pressings sound bigger, wider. They fill up the room more. Yeah, well, um, I think yeah, I hit on that a little bit. Um, you know, they to me, they got more headroom in them. Yeah. And I, I don't know the best way to explain that to someone that's, you know, not really, you know, plays instruments or anything. It's like if you were wearing a pair of glasses and you had blinders on, right? So you couldn't have your peripheral vision and then you took them off and you could see everything. That's the sort of the sound difference, right? So it's more focused and then the older pressings are wider. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they produced it themselves. You know, it's definitely a stripped down album. Yeah. Um, it definitely was missing the Muttling treatment. But that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with the Mutt Lang records, right? They sound great. But it was it's cool to hear this with them producing it themselves and stripped down. And, you know, it, overall, I think it was pretty good. You know, 
like I said earlier about, you know, they was dealing with a lot of shit with the substance abuse problems. Yeah, I didn't realize. Like, all these, you know, classic bands have that era when there's one record when everything's fucking up. Somebody's doing drugs. Somebody's sleeping with somebody's wife. Somebody punches <laughs> someone in the face, right? <laughs> it's it's always a party until you get punched <laughs> in the mouth. But those are always good records, too, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to give that production at least a three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... All my scores are inflated on this because it's my favorite record, my favorite Brian Johnson record. Yeah, but I did the same thing when we did Afterburner. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I get it, you know. And like I said, I really put this one off because usually I have all my homework and everything done, yeah. like usually midweek. This one I did this morning right. because I really was not that jazzed. About it. And I kept listening to it on Amazon and I was trying and trying to get into it. And I just couldn't get into it. And, and I honestly thought we was going to be fighting a lot more <laughs> over, you know, stuff. But yeah. um, maybe it's the Mickey's. The Mickey's is just uh, seals the deal and makes everything better. <laughs> uh, nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, you know, definitely worth buying. Yeah, I mean, if you're an ACDC fan, you should have just about all of them in your collection, right? Because you can find all the OG copies that pressed a million of them so they're easy to find the reissues are easy to find um and they sound good too so this is one of those uh bands where the originals and the reissues you're good either way and all the reissues uh sony's doing those right um are they all on sony i don't know i mean they were on atlantic and uh atco and back in the day so i don't know if they the reissues are still on atlantic or not Hmm. yeah we'll have to look into that a smoking computer (laughs) uh you know look that up for us but they're not, you know, the reissues aren't um, over overpriced either. Like I saw them last time we were at the record store pre-pandemic, and I think they were twenty three bucks or twenty two bucks. And honestly, I think you can get on Amazon, and some of the stuff you can find for like seventeen, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. you know, you're not going to be out a lot of cash. And I will say this: it is cheaper to buy the ACDCs, you know, by themselves than it is to buy like the one huge box set where it had all the albums yeah. up to. Was it up to Black Ice, I think? Yeah. Because, man, that thing's like, what, 800 bucks? That's just ridiculous. And, I mean, I love ACDC, and I'd love to have them all, but, you know. Not for 800 bucks. I, I'm going to look for OG copies. I, I'll, I'll definitely say that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give my overall listening experience. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think that's probably more accurate. Uh, I'm going four. Um, because this is the... Best Brian Johnson record, right? Dude, and what the fuck is Smoking Computer doing <laughs> over there? I think he just passed out. Dude. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, folks, for that little pause, but Smoking Computer is making some new damn sounds this week is all I can tell you. Um, But, yeah, so I said it before. Like, this, I think, is the best Brian Johnson record, and that's because I think Side 1 is the best side of any ACDC record other than Side 1 of Highway to Hell. I mean... Honestly, dude, I, I we and I know we've talked about it mm-hmm. of hitting Highway to Hell and Back in Black, and yeah. I know we're gonna catch flack for this. Yeah, but honestly, right now, I think those are two albums you just gotta kind of leave alone. Yeah, I mean, they're too big to do, right? Yeah, I I, th- I think for right now, and I'm not saying that eventually we won't visit them just to you know talk about our favorites off of them, but we can't sit and critique those two albums and like tear them apart, really, because I mean they're both great. Yeah, they are. They're great in different ways. 
Um, you know, but you got your people that are the Bond Scott loyalist, and you got that would your, be me. Well, I love Bond too, right? But you know, it it worked for him when Brian stepped in because I don't know too many bands that lost a front man and ever reclaimed either their old status back or higher status. Do you think there's some dudes down in Australia that are Dave Evans fans? Remember that? God, he sent me a clip once, folks, of <laughs> the Dave Evans. Uh, what was it? Uh, can well, I sit next to you, girl? Yeah. Oh, my God. It is fucking terrible. Uh, I mean, for those of you that don't know, uh, Bond wasn't the original singer in ACDC. Dave oh, Evans was. And it was, um, let's say, less rocking than what they ended up being. I thank God that they found Bond. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's pretty great. Sorry, um, Dave, but yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, the other thing I was I was going to say about this record and overall listening experience is that I think the the riff in Flick of the Switch is one of my favorite Malcolm riffs of all time. Yeah, I mean it. You know, it, to me it's a for, as far as riff wise goes, it's kind of a little darker riff than what he would normally play. Yeah, like I didn't sit down to figure it out, but it, it sounded to me, and I could be off here. Somebody in the comments will shoot me down. Did it sound like they were tuned down a half step on this record? They, if anything, they might have been a half step. Yeah. Maybe they were just flat. Um, Although I do remember reading that they don't use tuners. They just tune to each other. Yeah, I, and I think that's all they ever did. Yeah. Um, just tune to each other. And, and But then again, that's what makes their guitar sound so unique. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, fuck, you're Malcolm Young and Angus Young. You know, you do your thing. Yeah, I mean, sure. Christ, look at his guitar. Malcolm's. I mean, what? It had like one pickup. Yeah. In it. Yeah. The rest was correct. just yeah. ripped out. Um and it sounds amazing. But yeah, I'm gonna under the <coughs> You're right. Yeah. Wait, was that the computer or you? <laughs> I don't know. That was me, but I should blame it on the computer. I'll I'll uh, I'll clip that out probably. Oh well, fuck it. We're live pretty much. We'll we'll just roll with it. All right. But uh under the overall listening experience, I'm gonna Say, you know, I like how the on the vinyl version, it it's just like everything's so bright. And it, like I said, it's got great headroom. Yeah, and does. the vinyl version is what changed my mind about it. So that's like the I beauty s- of vinyl, right? It, it, it is. It changes the listening experience. Because I'm I'm telling you, it's I, I mean, because I listen to it on the same speakers and, you know, it's it just goes back to the, that preamp. Yeah. I'm telling you, because yeah. it, it like wakes up everything. And even Keila, you know, my wife, your sister, come in and uh, she's like, yeah, I like it better on the vinyl. Because yep. we was trying to listen to it the other night and she's just like, I don't like it. Turn it. So, but no, I was I was highly surprised because like I said, I was not jazzed at first. Hey, this is what album we're going to do. Yeah. Because honestly, to me, it's not one of my more favorite ACDs albums. But I changed my mind. Yeah, I ended up liking it. Nice. And that's always a good day in music, folks. Go out of your norm and listen to new stuff, and hopefully, you take something away from it. Yeah. If sure. nothing else, you know, hey, fuck it, I don't like it, and I'm not going <laughs> to listen to it no more. Right on. Uh, all right. Last segment here. You ever seen them live? Yes. What year? It was 2000. It was on the Stiff Upper Lip Tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, seen them at Gun Arena in Cleveland. Nice. And it was the loudest fucking show I've ever been to. My ears were still ringing like six and a half hours later. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I'm sitting there trying to sleep, and I could still hear the fucking concert. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, they're great live. Um, but uh, I just want to throw out here let's, now that we've discussed everything now. So I want to go I, back. I'll, and, th- I'll throw before you get to that. Let me throw in. I saw him in 1990 on uh, the Razor's Edge. So you seen him on a good tour too? Yeah. Um, and it was it was it was fantastic. It was in Cleveland, but at the old Richfield Coliseum. Okay, so I'd never been to a show at Richfield, but I heard they were always real good. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, Gun sounds better. You know what I mean? Because Richfield was like way out in the cut. Wasn't it was it? weird. Yeah, it was like you were driving <laughs> out to the abyss. Yep. But uh, yeah, and notice I said the Gun Arena, not the Q, because back in its early days, kids, it was called Gun Arena. That's right. And it's right beside Indians uh, Field. I That's mean, awesome. It, 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 that's a cool area which also i still call that jacob's field i won't call that it should be jake yeah. it was always the jake yeah because it's it, it is a cool layout because like um you know you can't park really right on site so you're basically walking yeah and it's it's super cool like if they have a concert over there and the indians are playing because you can walk right between both buildings and yeah. you can see some of the baseball game before you even get into the concert i yeah, mean it's, it's, it's cool. very cool they've done a good job with that area and uh yeah i mean like i said parking's a little dicey because you do got to walk a little bit but it's yeah. way better than when municipal stadium was up that yeah. way yeah god yeah don't even get me started about that. all right what did you want to circle back to okay so like i'm just saying if, if you were to put guns for hire and badlands on side one um along with rising power this house is on fire and flick of the switch I'd give you that's like an awesome right. side one. Yeah. But, you know, and then you'd have to take Nervous Shakedown and Landslide and put them on side two for my picks. Yeah, I couldn't take Nervous Shakedown off. That's my that's my deep cut. I know it's your deep cut, but, I mean, honestly, oh, I mean, that's the only but, yeah, if they shit removed, thing I can really say about it. If Landslide was on side B and Guns for Hire was on side A, that would, you know, that would, that would be awesome. But I'm telling you. Go back and re-listen to Badlands. I really, the, I've listened to it like three times today. And yeah, I really thought it was a pretty decent song. It is a good song. All right. Anything else you want to add here? We're gonna wrap <sighs> this up. I'm just gonna. I just want to go back to our beer of the week, the Mickey's, folks. It's really not that bad. Go out and get a six and try it. Yeah, I'm about ready to open another one up. It, I mean, honestly, I thought it would be okay. We're gonna drink one, and it's gonna sit. This shit ain't going to see the light of day tomorrow. I can tell you that. I like it. Yeah. All right, hounds. So go get yourself some Mickey's. Hey, the folks at Mickey's, send us some shit. Yeah, no shit. All Uh, right. So you want to do a quick recap here? Yep. All right. I'll let you lead because I'm going to enjoy this refreshing beverage. All right. Uh, Album cover and artwork. I gave it a four. You gave it a three, right? Yeah. Um. Let's see, strong tracks. Uh, uh, overall rating, I gave it a three. Yeah, I went three also. Um, favorite track, uh, mine was Rising Power. And I chose Flick of the Switch, which and, I think we both went fours on those. Yeah. Uh, track to Avoid. And, I mean, I just got to say, the track to Avoid is definitely Brain Shake for me. Yeah, um, I had two unofficially landslide and brain shake but uh i settled on brain shake so where are we at deep, Pro- deep cuts yeah the deep cuts um like i said i like guns for hire and i'm throw badlands in there as my honorable mention i give both of those fours um yeah i gave it a four i went with nervous shakedown even though it's a single i still love that song 
That's my deep cut. So other than that, I Over- oh you forgot to say what what did you rate them when you seen them live? Uh so when I saw them live, I get five out of five. It, I, it I gave great. it a five. Yeah, um, I was fifteen and just blown away. You know, L.A. Guns open too. Now see that I God, don't even get me started on L.A. Guns. I'd love to see them. Yeah, they were they were good. Uh, Tracy and Phil, if you're out there, y'all need to make a trip to Raleigh. Yeah, they should get back. Are they are they still doing the two separate bands? Well, I think I think Steve Riley has his version because of some bonehead move Tracy made back in the day of letting everybody have rights to the uh, right. stuff. But Tracy and Phil are back together. Yeah, cool. So you got you got the guitars and you got the voice. So you know Steve Riley is a drummer. Yeah. You know, we should go see him once the post-pandemic when bands tour again. I hope they come around because they've been back together for a few years now, and they've yet to make their way this way. Nice, but uh, yeah, I'm giving them a five also live because I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Slash's Snake Pit opened up for them. Oh yeah, but that was good. And you know, that was like the first time. Well, yeah, that was the first time I ever seen Slash. Yeah, and. I'm just going to say, folks, if you ever seen when they were Velvet Revolver and you, if you missed that, you fucked up because <laughs> that was great. Because honestly, I kind of feel the same way you do about the Guns N' Roses reunion. Yeah. Until they bring Izzy back in the band, I, I wouldn't go watch it. Yeah, it doesn't count. Because Izzy and Axel, you can you can throw your microphone at me all you want, bro. But Izzy was the fucking backbone. Of that band. Absolutely. That's why Appetite is so good and everything else. There's some good songs after that, but, you know, Appetite yeah. start to finish. And and nothing against Steven's drumming, right? but I like Matt Sorum in there. Matt Sorum's also just a pretty cool dude. Like, well, he's one of those guys when you see him in interviews, uh, it, he'd be a fun dude to hang out and with. And speaking of him and Slash. And what band was he in before? Guns? Oh, come on. The Cult, man. That's right. I mean, The Cult was great. If you're not a Cult fan, yeah. you need to go dig some up and check it out. That's right. But, uh. I do want to say on uh, Amazon uh, Prime, they've got this uh, documentary. Documentary, damn, Mickey's is getting in there. <laughs> um, it's about the whiskey and the rainbow. Oh yeah, it's a real good watch, folks. Yeah, um, it, I still need you, to check that out. Yeah, it'll give you some insight of how it was back on the L.A. Strip days. Of you know, you got Guns N' Roses. And Motley Crue, all all the great bands from the '80s, you know, that's how they were discovered was on the strip. Yep. And it's some of the stories on it. It's it's great. Just definitely watch it. Yeah, sounds good. If you need a background in music history, it, it's definitely a history lesson for you. I highly suggest watching it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to about do it for this episode. Uh, what are we going to give them next time? Uh, I believe next time we're going to do Rush's Moving Pictures. Uh, I, can, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Here, do you want to twist my arm? <laughs> now, I don't know what kind of swag beer you plan on bringing for that. You know, I'm going to have to dig something up good. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be comparable to the Mick. I uh, know that's the thing. You set the bar pretty high now. The Mick is I'm 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 staying with it. I'm giving the Mickey a 5. Uh, yeah, I'll go 5. Also, uh because of the aesthetics, these are some of my favorite bottles, right? Oh, I know it. And I'm sure if Smoking Computer wasn't over there, you know, blazing up like <laughs> always, um, he'd probably give it a solid five, too. So make sure you get out and go check some of that out. And hopefully y'all learned a little something on this show. That's right. Well, without further ado, we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And if you don't like ACDC, fuck, fuck you. you.